Hello, welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Ailette. And uh, we're happy to uh, be back. Hi, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to... We've oh, already oh, said, already all of said it. Already <laughs> <laughs> A podcast where we read and discuss paranormal romance novels. Yes. We spent, well, not the whole weekend, but we did go to this weekend was uh, Denver Pop Culture Con previously known as Comic-Con, but no longer <laughs> because no San longer. Diego sued them. <laughs> but that's okay. Popcorn <laughs> is just works. a really long name. Yes. <laughs> so, but they added romance authors this year. Yes, they did. So we went because we're like, well, if there's going to be romance authors there, we've got to go. Yeah. And that was so much fun. And it was the only reason we went. Yeah. That was like, we saw that, we got tickets, we got There's we no way I'm there. going to that for any other reason. No, no. <laughs> and next year we do plan on staying a little bit longer. We had some other things that we needed to do this weekend that took us forever to plan with our group of friends. Yeah, we had like a four-family vacation planned before mm-hmm. we knew about Comic-Con. Yeah. So pop culture uh, bef- Yeah, before Pop Culture Con. I know. <laughs> so uh, because a lot of the authors were doing signings at different times and panels and stuff at different times, which we get to see a few of them, but we'd like to stay in yeah. and visit with them more. And we met some super, super cool authors yeah. this Friday, and we are so stoked to read their shit. So it's going to be so awesome. So yeah, that'll be coming up in future episodes. Um, if you follow us on any of our Instagram or Facebook, you will have already seen our posts about Comic-Con, because that was five months ago. <laughs> Sorry. Stop saying Comic-Con. Denver Pop Culture Con. <laughs> I don't want to get sued either. <laughs> we aren't going to get sued. We're not <laughs> We're not advertising for anything. But, um, yeah, so you already have seen, like, the posts we put up mm-hmm. about it, and, and hopefully you guys are ready for us to talk to some of those authors. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, coming down the pipe yep. at some point. So it's good to know that a lot of them are local. We didn't even yeah. know that. So. Most of the ones there were yeah. local authors, so mm-hmm. we're going to get to hopefully interview some of them. And the authors were actually really excited to hear from us that the only reason we went to the Denver Pop Culture Con this year was for them specifically. Yeah. We, I mean, uh, while everything else there was pretty cool and we could have walked around and look at all the other really cool shit, we didn't. We did Authors Alley and we were there to meet them, take pictures with them. We got more autographs, more books, and it was just fantastic. So yeah. we're super so. stoked to get into that. Yep. <coughs> and hopefully they continue to have those uh, authors highlighted at the uh, convention yeah. next year. So we'll be uh, letting the guy in charge. Of Bruce. Yeah. I already emailed him. <coughs> well, not him directly. Oh. I just emailed the con- the convention and told them. Perfect. Yeah. I was That's like, great. hey, we came just for this and we're excited and do it again. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So. Um, I'm going to give you a quickie. All right. Are you ready? I think so. Who is your celebrity hall pass? Well, we've never actually had that conversation. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> No, but I can tell you lots of dreams that I've had. But I would pick Tom Hardy if I had to, like, lay down the, like, this Ooh. guy gets, a, like, if this ever comes up for me in life, <laughs> I get to do what I want. <laughs> that would be my Tom choice. Tom Hardy. That dude is too fine. That, yeah. I have, like, 40. Just kidding. Wow. I don't. Dan's very lean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big hall pass. It's a hall. He's it's a big like, one. But seeing like as none of this is days. realistic, <laughs> then sure. Yeah, like I've got a chance in hell. So um, <laughs> I think, I mean, ultimately, I have the biggest crush on Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is Quicksilver from the latest event. Well, he died, but he was in the adventures. He was one of the twins. <laughs> Scarlet, which is twin. I haven't twin. seen the new Oh, no. Did I just ruin it? No, no, no. no, no. He dies in an older movie, not in Endgame. Yeah, yeah. He didn't die in Endgame. Yeah. Yeah, he died saving... Ultron? Arrow. But which Avengers was it? Oh, it was the first one. No. It was the second one. It was the one before Infinity War. I want to say Age of Ultron, because I haven't seen Age of Ultron, so that's why I think it happened in that movie. Okay, then we'll go with that. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I just okay. ruined well, Avengers I mean, for Johnny. That okay. <laughs> has been out for years. Yeah. It has. Yeah, it's on you. you. I haven't seen Endgame, so I can't spoil that for you. Kalina has. Oh, yeah, twice. So, <laughs> but she, Yeah, I haven't, so I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, he was kick-ass, and he played in Anna Karenina and, and other movies, too. I just think he's so, so, so pretty. Yep. He's gorgeous. I think that's, I mean, if we're going to stick with age range, but I'm also very, very in love with Bruce Willis, if you guys don't remember. Yes. In the past. So. Well. Yeah. And Kelsey Grammer. 
turns out. <laughs> hey, I have mad respect for Kelsey Grammer. I do love him. And while I did have a dream about napping, we did not do the sex, but we were napping naked next to each other in an open mansion with other people around. I There's something subliminal there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't suspect That's it was so sexual, weird. but it was the I weirdest. I want to know how your brain even coughed up no. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> he was there, and it was the young Kelsey. It was the Frasier Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, not like current. It wasn't the current. Okay. Hey, I'm about silver foxes. I think there's a lot of yeah. really hot older men out there. Sure. But maybe not Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> 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 don't so know. So weird. It's the weirdest. Silver fox. Those are handsome yeah. older gentlemen with gray That's hair. That's what yes. they're called. <laughs> yeah, like Bruce Willis, who doesn't actually have, have any hair. hair. <laughs> but he would be a silver fox. Sean Connery. Not anymore, but used to be. Not anymore. I think uh, George Clooney is now a silver fox. Yes. yes. And, you know, like those are hot men. Yes. That are older. And mine is Bruce That's Willis. so much better than Cougar. <laughs> well, yeah, because Cougar is active in that they're older men or older women pursuing young yeah. men, whereas Silver Fox doesn't put any onus on the men. It's just they are attractive older men. That's all it is. <laughs> what do we get? What are we like? Not Cougar. Like what? It's got to be. We got to give it a different name because it just doesn't seem right. No, but they are different things. That's like, true. We, you know, they are they could, seeking they could be. men pursuing younger women in which case they're just dirty old men mm-hmm. they just happen to be attractive so they're going to be silver foxes are we cougars no we are way too young to be cougars but are you and are you going after 18 year olds no okay then <laughs> you're not a cougar <laughs> jeez that's a cradle robber <laughs> that's a cradle robber yeah. that's like i'm a saber-toothed tiger instead of a cougar <laughs> <laughs> no you aren't you aren't a cougar all right good you're fine Good. I'm when we're not old enough too. IPad. We're not trying. <laughs> she and me might be. We'd have to have that discussion. Ooh, there is a ten year difference there. <laughs> ten year age difference. Mm-hmm. We could discuss whether she's a cougar. Uh, or not. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. But hey. no, we are not. Okay, good. Anyway, so jumping back to <laughs> to our our actual here. point of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this speaking of Denver Pop Culture Con and authors we met there. We met Helen Hart, who is the author for the book we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. We read Unchained, which is the Blood Bond Saga Volume 1 of her um, multi-volume book series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's what we're going to discuss tonight, yep. today, whenever you're listening to this, whatever whenever. time period that exists. We are going to talk about it in the moment you are listening to us. Yes. And we met her, and she was lovely, and we're excited. Yes. So, quick notes, quick synopsis of the book. Uh, we meet Dante, vampire who has been held captive for 10 years, escapes, quote unquote escapes, um, runs through, he's, he's in New York, New, or New Orleans, stumbles into a blood bank of a hospital, meets a young nurse named Erin. She does not turn him in or seem particularly upset that this <laughs> naked man is covered in blood in the blood bank, destroying all the blood. <laughs> Seems fine with it, in fact, <laughs> considering. And he goes home with her because he's afraid that his captor is going to find him, where he runs into his cousin, who has been looking for him for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of, you know, at least has been missing him for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And goes home to his family abode, finds out his father and uncle have both either passed on or are missing. Um, they went to look for him after he got Kidnapped. captured and haven't come back. So his world's a little weird because he's been gone for 10 years. So everything he knew, like his younger sister is now an adult, his grandfather's old, his cousin's, you know, a police officer, a detective. And as he kind of starts to process what's happened to him for 10 years, he discovers that he has this unreasonable attraction and bond to Aaron, the nurse he ran into at, at the hospital. He just can't leave her alone. He keeps showing up in her house and at her work and everywhere. And then she keeps showing up at his house and she can't leave him alone. And there's just something there for them. And, but there's not because they can't and no, and <laughs> yes, and no, and no, and yes, and no. And then <laughs> <laughs> to a T. <tea. laughs> and like, maybe this is some weird ancient vampire 
thing called a blood bond that nobody's had for like two millennia, but maybe it's still it's coming back and it's unusual and they don't really know how to do the history or the research on it. And then eventually, of course, they fuck. Mm-hmm. But we don't know anything else because it's, again, first volume <laughs> in a multi-volume <laughs> set. So I can't tell you much more. I don't. We don't know who the villain is. We have suspicions, but... We don't know the overall plot, like why she kidnapped him or what her goals in life are. Mm-hmm. Um, there does seem to be some nefarious things happening. Erin uh, has mysterious vampire bites on her that she doesn't know or remember that Dante finds. Uh, Dante's sister is pregnant, even though vampires have a really hard time re- like reproducing, and that's why there's so few of them. Women, the vampire women tend to die a lot during childbirth. And Aaron's brother, Jay, another detective with River, also has bites on him that nobody seems to explain or even investigate further. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least not in this book. They're going to come up. Obviously, this stuff is coming in future books. But, but that's the story. Yeah, and while there are lots of still open plots to what's happening or open storylines that are happening with this saga from one to three, it doesn't leave us unsatisfied. There is actually enough on here or within these stories to want us to go and move on to the next stories. Whereas before, when we weren't getting what we needed with too many open holes, it was just like a turnoff. But for oh, like in uh, fe- uh, Dark Fever. Dark Fever. That's always the one. <laughs> That's just the one. Sorry, you, Dark come Fever. Come on, you guys should know by now. Beat a dead horse. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> was, yeah. But but this one's a little. But it, this one's different. This one wants us to go and start on the next book so that we can know more about the history of the vampires. Know more about Dante. What's going to happen with him and and Aaron? What's going to happen with Amelia and yeah. and her pregnancy and and things like that? So, but there is enough. Yeah, there's enough between Aaron and Dante in this first book to mm-hmm. make it whole and like it's similar it was, to other books where like the books about them getting together. Yes. And they, they don't have it all figured out by the end. No. And that's okay because there's more books for them to figure it out. But, you know, we get to see the kind of like growth of that relationship. And it was there was satisfaction in it. We're just going to preface this. There was <laughs> This whole book is blue balls. Like there's just blue balls throughout this book. My balls have never been bluer. But there is satisfaction in yeah. the end. They do end up having sex and they do end up having good sex. And it's like mind-blowing and it's great. And they fall in love. And they fall in love. But all of the... The teasing and the the heavy petting and all of that stuff leading up to it happens so over. many <laughs> times, over. and it gets cut over. off. Right, I mean, not at, not even at the climax. Like even before, oh, the teasing it, so much. Interception teasing. is not the word. What's the word I'm looking for? Intercourse. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> My mind's on football, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, before all of those teasing moments, before there's actually any uh, type of P in the V type of things. So it was written so well in that sense that it's just like, okay, this next one has to You're be You're just as frustrated yes. as Erin is. Yes, poor Erin. Like, she is <laughs> like, I think at least three times she's like, if you walk out of this house right now, don't ever fucking don't come back. Don't even fucking try <laughs> like, to Like, you keep back. leaving. You keep coming over here, getting me all hot and bothered, and then fucking walking out the door like an asshole. Yes. But then there were, uh, she did it once or twice too, though, didn't she? No. Was it, was it all Dante? She made him answer his phone once that he wasn't going to answer. Oh, that's what it was. He's like, that was you know, that was on you. I wasn't going to answer my phone. And yeah, that is on her. She did, <laughs> she did do that when she shouldn't have. But other than that, it is always him leaving. Yeah. Which is interesting because it kind of parallels his experience for 10 years. That's true. So during the 10 years that he was captive, one, there's a lot of things going on here, but one, he's being held captive by a woman vampire. So it's rare in these books that the bad guy, the, you know, person who's causing all the trouble is a woman character. Mm -hmm. Mostly it's always men that are assholes. (laughs) So we have this, like, super... Like, we don't, it's a very shadowy character. We don't know anything about her yet. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, she kidnapped a young, on the cusp of adulthood vampire and held him captive for 10 years, chained naked to a bed where she would drain his blood and then also force feed him her blood, which is very taboo in this vampire world. Mm-hmm. Vampires don't feed from vampires. And then would also arouse him, but never to climax. Mm-hmm. So he's been tortured for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then he, like, gets away. Well, and he gets Does away. He? Question mark. Well, that's true because she can still, she communicates with him. She infiltrates She's in his, his mind brain. all the time. Especially when it gets to the moments of, of him and Aaron when they're getting intimate with each other. He, it, she gets right into it. She's like, you're still mine. And yeah. you still belong to me. I mean, that's me. a lot of why he keeps running away is because in the middle of kissing Aaron, he gets flashbacks her to her and... Yeah. and that's all we know is he just calls her her, uh, this woman who held him captive and tortured him for 10 years. So naturally he feels mm-hmm. maybe now's the moment to run away from this intimate <laughs> act I'm about to have. So Dante is messed up, but rightfully oh, so. so. He's got a lot of up. internal things in his head. Cause, I mean, he was kidnapped so young. He was 19 when he was kidnapped. Yeah, that's not a full-grown adult. No. Like, and apparently in, in this vampire world, that is right at the cusp of maturity. Mm-hmm. And once you reach vampire maturity, they tell you a lot of information. They, like, basically give you the history of the vampires. And he doesn't know any of it because he was kidnapped before he learned it. So he doesn't know himself or his lineage or his heritage. Mm-hmm. He was practically a child. Like, he got kidnapped while disobeying a family like ordered to not go out and hang out on Bourbon Street during Mardi mm-hmm. Gras um, and he and his cousin decided to do it anyway so he was you know it's kind of like super punishment mm-hmm. of like you disobeyed and now you're trapped now for 10 years yeah now you're done he has not been socialized well for 10 years he's only people he's seen were his captor, the lady vampire, and then her two goons mm-hmm. who show up every couple of hours to like let him use the you know restroom or feed him or drain his blood. So it, like it's just he's screwed up and he knows it, but he also fights it the whole book. And yeah. you're like, just acknowledge that you <laughs> have had a very traumatic experience, and maybe you need some time to process. Go get some help. Call a therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sure, maybe we can find a vampire therapist. Your nurse girlfriend seems to have the connections if that's something that you need. You should talk to her. (laughs) That's the one thing I kind of like. It's hard for me is at no point does he explain himself or what's going on to her. So she doesn't have a lot of information to work on and makes choices uninformed. Yeah. Well, I will give to him, though, that he also still doesn't understand as much. But he does know that he is a vampire. There is a connection that them two have that is inevitable, like the bonding. But he doesn't quite understand it. The blood bond or whatever. Which supposedly maybe means that she has to feed him or else she could die. Yeah, we yeah, Which we don't know. I that's one of the open I things. And that's something that like he has tried over and over to talk to his grandpa about his grandpa Bill, about who he then ends up going to live with and they they're, you know, naturally <laughs> rich and have lots of money and stuff. Sure. But the only thing that he really learns from him is that his dad and his brother are gone, either missing yeah. or dead somehow. But Bill doesn't quite explain to him what what it is that he needs to know now as an adult vampire. Well, and it's hard to parse out because Dante starts to suspect that Bill's not acting in her best interest and not telling him things he needs to know. But he's been missing for 10 years, so it's hard to know, is this what's happened to Bill over time of losing half of his family? Mm-hmm. Or is Bill keeping something back? Nefarious reasons. like so, And, and we don't know either. I was just going to ask you how you felt about it. I think that... Man, I don't know. There Different times in the book, I thought different things. Like one thing, at first I thought... Dante was overreacting and just assuming Bill was hiding things from him that he wasn't. That he just needs, you just need to acknowledge what happened to you and tell people about it and then you can start to heal and move on. And he, Dante's refusing to do that. Dante's just like shutting it down and not dealing with what happened to him for 10 years. And so I thought Bill's behavior made more sense there where he's just like, I can't dump more important information on you when you haven't processed the past 10 years of your life. You know, mm-hmm. that's not fair. You can't mm-hmm. just like accept new info. Like, okay. But then towards the end, it seemed as if Bill knew something. And it has something to do with this whole the vampires are dying out. They're just not fertile the way humans are fertile. So they have a harder time maintaining population. Yeah. So, yeah. and that maybe Bill's working on something like that. But I still don't think he would sell, like, even if he is involved in something, I don't think it's the overall plot of whatever this lady vampire is doing because who would sell their own grandson out to 10 years of torture and slavery like that's awful so I hope not I'm on that same boat I I think I was leaning more on the Dante you need some help 
Yeah. And you need to talk to somebody, especially your grandfather. Or that doctor. Like, he went to a vampire doctor. Like, talk to him. Talk to freaking somebody because you're paranoid because (laughs) you got kidnapped for 10 years. (laughs) Like, you're not okay. And so I think that was the biggest. And I think that book handled that really well. Because in other books, like, what was it? Secret and Blood? Secrets and Blood. Um, what's her name? But basically her father's... Eva? Eva was like her father's science experiment for her whole life. And that chick seems rather well put together and sane. When yeah. everything I know about people tells me, <laughs> no, she's going to be a broken human being. <laughs> and she was human, so you would expect those type of traits to come out of her because we're not... That's just not in our capacity. She wasn't well socialized. Right. She had, like, all these things. Whereas he's a vampire, so maybe they've got some other... Maybe. Whatever, but... but He's showing very strong signs of, like, PTSD and, like... Well, he gets angry fast. Oh, hair trigger anger (laughs) issues. And, like... So, it's it's interesting to have a character that's really kind of got flaws, but Mm -hmm. not... He's not even working through them. And I just wanted him to work through them. Yeah, he needed to work through them. Yeah, I was a little... I was indifferent about Bill. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I do think that if he is part of something, it's for the better of the vampire world. Yeah, but too many things are done in, in pursuit of the greater good that sure. are really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know. It's right. hard to say. I mean, we just don't get enough about it. We like in the, It's so early into this yeah. saga that we just don't have enough to say. Like, mm-hmm. I can't figure out River. I can't figure out Amelia. Like, all these other characters that are just so briefly introduced and then not... Mm-hmm. We just don't know. Right. We don't know what to think about them. So we should talk more about just like Aaron, I guess. <laughs> Aaron and Dante. Aaron is just a regular mid-20-year-old that just just out there being a nurse trying to find herself. And she feels this connection with Dante. There is something there, especially, especially that she keeps allowing him to come back. Oh, yeah. And making all these moves on her, kissing her and touching her and getting her to the point where she's about to explode. And then he, like, takes off on her. He's like... I gotta go. <laughs> like every single every, moment. I should have from, counted how many of the were. From the first day, from the first night that they meet, and he goes home with her and takes her up to her bedroom and then is like, no, and like throws her <laughs> down. And I'm like, what the fuck? She's like, I should be really, like, I shouldn't be making out with this crazy guy so he covered in blood naked in the middle of a <laughs> blood bank. Like, this is fucking insane. But yeah. she feels there's something pulling her. She yeah. feels it and he feels it. I mean, so, a couple of times she's driving to a completely different location and ends up in front of his house. Yeah. So something paranormal is happening yes. there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently, she's frequently leaving her door unlocked. <laughs> Which I would be really much more upset about than I she is. Me too. That was mentioned a ton throughout the Every time he shows book. up, her door is unlocked. And Dante's like, dude, what the fuck? Why are you leaving your door unlocked? She's like, I'm not. I'm watching myself lock it. And he's like, no, you're not. And then she just goes, okay, I guess I did. And, and they the, <laughs> move on. I'm like, that is, I'm not moving on from that. Why at that point are you going to go and lock the door now? <laughs> yeah. Go lock the door. And then I'm going to get another lock and then a deadbolt and then I'm a chain. I'm going to get one of those remote locks <laughs> yeah. that I have on like, my door. Look, I said it's locked. Look, it says locked. Or they just auto locks behind you every time the door closes. Just Something. get a but cat no, door, she is go cons- through the cat door, <laughs> leave your door locked. She's considerably less concerned than I would be if I frequently found my door unlocked. She's, she's very blasé about it. She's just like, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you're here and you're super sexy. Let's make out and so you can run out on me later. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't. <laughs> the number, oh, the worst, though. There's one time that is distinctly absolutely the worst, and I would never accept him back again if it was me. Oh, yeah, this so, was particularly bad. It seemed like he'd finally come to the conclusion that they were just going to have to have sex. It was, he just couldn't, he couldn't resist anymore. She couldn't either. And yeah. she, she'd already pretty she'd much given up every time. her resistance. And it was usually him that ran out. And so like he did, what? Oh, this, not only had he decided it, but he interrupted a date she had. She had gone out on a date with a doctor that liked her because That's she was right. trying to get Dante out of her like mind. She's like, I just need to well, get that, laid. She just wanted to get sex. She's like, I just need to get yeah. laid. I obviously Dante's not going to oblige me. He keeps leaving me high yes. and dry. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a date with this doctor and just tell him I would like to take you home for sex. And she does. She, she straight did, up. She tells straight him. up said that <laughs> I really just want us to go home and bone. Yep. And the doctor's like done <laughs> let's do that and so, so 
<laughs> they're in her house, in her bedroom, getting started when Dante storms into the house and, like, demands that this guy leave. Mm-hmm. And she's standing there like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I literally met you two days ago. You won't have sex with me, but you come in here and interrupt this other experience I'm about to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the guy eventually does leave because he's just like, um, this is too weird, and now I'm going. <laughs> he doesn't glamour him? I thought he, like, glamoured him. No. Okay. No, I think she kept saying, no, you leave, and eventually the guy was like, look, I'm just, I'm not involved in this. My boner's <laughs> gone. I'm going to go. This guy looks big and scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something, to, yes. So he leaves, and Dante immediately starts kissing Aaron, like, okay, let's, you know, do this. And she's like, fine. I don't know. First off, I'd be still so mad, but whatever. <laughs> Not as mad as you're about to be. I'm about to be really <laughs> upset. So then he's like, gonna have sex with her, gets her undressed, throws her on the bed, has her legs up, looks at her vagina, and leaves the house. He says, what is, he said, what, what is that? He said, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? Gets angry and storms out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the perfect perfect reaction now, to the scenario. From Dante's perspective, he found vampire bites on her femoral artery. Yes. And he was angry and upset about it and left the house. Aaron's perspective is this dude just looked at my vagina and ran out. Said, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? And, and left ran. Right. I'm not <laughs> ever speaking to this man again as far as I'm concerned. Like, that is so upsetting. <laughs> and so, I'd be like, excuse what you? What would you do in that situation? Oh, die. <laughs> Embarrassment, mortification, never go out in public again. Obviously, I need to wear a burqa. Something's wrong with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it, that's mortification. No, for sure. I think I would have been like, all right, I got to see what the hell that is. Also, I would have looked I at my like, I would have looked at... I would have sat. I don't know how. You get a mirror and you just look. I don't know how this works. There's hand mirrors and you just check it out. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a... She (laughs) also... Yeah. She just... (laughs) It is a thing. She should always... (laughs) (laughs) Lucy, can you come over and come look at my vagina? (laughs) That's her best friend. Yeah. Call Lucy. She's a nurse. Of course she'd come look at your vagina. Yeah, she's seen many. She's like, look, a guy ran out of here. Something wrong. He said... He looked at my vagina and said, what the hell is that? I just need to know... If there's something down that I, you know, is there a sandwich there? It's, <laughs> no. What's what's going on? Did I leave my book down there? I don't know. I what need is, to know. What is happening to what's me? What's there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, these are questions I would have wanted answered, no, for too. Sure. But she Mortified. just, like, moved on from it. Like, it was, like. She was pissed a little no, bit. No, she was mad. No, she, she <laughs> is mad at him, but she doesn't investigate. No. And if she had, she would have found the bite marks and then maybe understood why he left. <laughs> That's true, because she did, she's been she's been seeing other bite marks on, like, her brother and other people, which she is just mm-hmm. saying are, like, bug bites. She keeps bites saying they're bug stuff. bites, yeah. yeah. But I think if I found two bug bites next to each other on my thigh, my inner thigh, I'd be like, That's probably not a bug like, bite. God damn it, isosceles. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one pussy down there. I don't need two. <laughs> Isosceles is my cat, in yes. case you guys are wondering. <laughs> <laughs> they were. <laughs> so, yeah. So. Um, yeah, mortified. Mortified. That'd mortified. be one of the one of, um, seven reasons. Is that the scene where then she then gets her vibrator out? I can't tell. I don't know. But then they eventually go on a date, and then he does... I think, is that the scene where she's like, take the call and he has to go? Yes. And then she's like, okay, I'm not that pissed at him, but Lucy gave me this vibrator and I'm well, going to use it. Well, she forgot about it. Who forgets about a vibrator? No. But no. yeah, so her best friend had given her one and she just put it in the back of her underwear drawer and never used it and forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, and she did mention a little bit about how like she just gave it to her as like a gag gift, like a little joke. They're not joke gifts. Gift? They're delightful gifts. No, they're the like the best That gift. friends should gift each other. Yes. <laughs> They should. They should. And your friend gave you one. My first two vampires were given to me. My friends, even though they did give it to me as a joke, because they're teenage boys and teenage boys are mean. I didn't even know what it was when they gave it to me. I just pretended like I knew. Oh, they are assholes. I know exactly who you're talking about, too. (laughs) Do you guys hear that? You guys Hmm. know who you are. 
No, mine was not given in jest. It was given in all seriousness. It was yeah. like, hey, you're going to want this. And I said, yes. So, yeah. So she took it out and she mm-hmm. used it and she was delighted by it. Though mm-hmm. I can't, was it a vibrator or was it a dildo or is there a difference? There are differences. Okay. Dildos don't vibrate. They're just Some of them do. No, then that's a vibrator. But what if it's in the shape of a penis? If it vibrates, it's a vibrator. If it's just solid and doesn't, doesn't matter what shape it is, but that's a dildo. Really? Mm -hmm. There's no dildbrator? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. I have never heard of that. I don't think that's a thing. (laughs) I'm patenting that. It's now mine. Okay. Um, I mean, like, there's two types of vibrators. There's just internal ones and then there's ones like that have like the butterfly the, the hummingbird the, or the yeah the, the clit stimulator yeah but they still move and do things they like have vibrating to them whereas a true dildo is just a right. solid i mean it can be made out of different things but it's not it doesn't move it has no mechanics <laughs> right, right. <laughs> side story side story <laughs> about vibrators <laughs> that's our psa for the episode you're welcome <laughs> but yes anyway they do eventually have sex which is very, it's very good when they do because for the whole book you're just like well yeah you're oh just my God, you're squishy for the whole fucking oh, book let me. <laughs> your balls are blue literally blue for the whole fucking book because all of those scenes leading up to the not sex were so good everything that everything. she'd explained the scenes where he was touching her uh, well he didn't go down on her because he ran away from her vagina but like you know any any well even like they get to the point where he at one point he comes over she's in the bath and he's just like I don't know talking to her or whatever and she gets out of the bathtub and they start making out and she like Knocks him to the floor. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's attacking him. She's she very aggressive. Fucked. She's like, she's, she's like, we're gonna, we need. To you keep fuck. showing up. It's not. She's like, I'm not stalking you. Mm-hmm. You keep showing up. You came over to my house into my bed bathroom while I'm taking a bath. What do you expect? So they're like making out. She gets him undressed. She even gets a condom on him. That's right. And then Condoms. he runs away. <laughs> That's right. The appreciation for the use of condoms yes. once again. He runs away again. He does. I'm like, that's so close. How hard is it to run away with the boner? Can someone answer? <laughs> I don't know. But I also. <laughs> I just need. He to seemed know. to get dressed really fast. No, which well, I he's also a vampire. Like, she's probably moving around wet. real fast. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. All I, I know is that it's upsetting for a lot of the book. I mean, it's good. <laughs> I think it's. What's that? That sounds really hard to. Exactly. It sounds like a difficult thing to do. Right. When you? you yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, I would imagine it hurts. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> you're putting on pants and like. Sure. Yeah. You know. He gets dressed and leaves. And yeah. Yes, and I'm sure he's in black slacks because that's all I could think of a vampire's wear are black pants. Yep. Jeans. Jeans. So then jeans are hard on boners. <laughs> I would think. <laughs> but yeah, I you know. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, she's like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Until the next day. Until the next day when she's not done anymore. It just keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. And of course, we're not going to explain the whole book to you guys. You guys are going to have to go and buy Helen's book and read it for yourselves. But yeah. there is a lot of more underlying plots and stuff that are happening. There's a bigger story that's happening here. And it's good. it's interesting and it's good. The one sex scene and this the sexiness leading up to it is really good. So we would highly recommend this to everybody to read because it's just Fun. I I I loved it. I'm like I get annoyed by the blue balls a lot, and at some points of this, I Mm -hmm. won't lie. At some points of this, I was like, ah, god damn it, come on! (laughs) But it was so much and so good that it was just like, okay, well, and each scene was just a little more. It was the first scene was like kissing, and then it was like petting, and like every scene just got more, and it still didn't happen. And I was, I think that's really well written because it was like it got me every time. Every time, like, oh, they're gonna have sex every fucking time, and then they didn't. I was like, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Even though I know that it's going to be like a heavy petting. And then when this shit happens, when they finally actually get to fuck, mm-hmm. it smacks you right in the face. And you're like, oh, yeah. oh, shit. And then you reverse it for a couple of like yeah. seconds. You and you're like, all right, now I got to listen like, to. Let's listen to this a couple times. The interception. <laughs> we keep saying that word. Intercourse. Intercourse. Yeah. Penetration. No, Penetration. That's the word I'm looking for. 
then I have to, yeah, rewind it to listen to the actual well, penetration. And it's good. It's well mm-hmm. done. Other interesting thing that's in this book and that's different from all the other books is because he was kidnapped at 19 and held hostage for 10 years. And this is his first experience out. Oh, oh yeah. He's really inexperienced. He's an inexperienced vampire. This is what we've been asking for. We've been asking for poor hobo inexperienced. <laughs> what we've been asking for virgin vampire. But we'll take it. Well, we this don't believe in virginity anyway, so oh, that's fine. true. Well, so it's he's a only construct. had he's only had sex once, and he was nineteen. Yes, so he yeah he, he's you know he's like I'm not a virgin, but mm-hmm. you know yeah he's been tortured and held captive for ten years, so he's not like yeah. like all of our other vampires are like centuries old and like masters of sex. And yes, just like <laughs> we know the story. <laughs> super super rich, <laughs> but this guy's like a mess. <laughs> he is a fucking mess. He is. <laughs> But he's getting he's getting his shit together, and he knows he knows that there is something there between him and Aaron. Yeah, yeah. So he can't he can't deny it because he's oh well a flaw. The whole like weird nose thing happens to him. Like apparently vampires like part of their power or their like thing is that they can smell. They smell have really heightened sense of smell, right? So as, as soon as he's released, he's running around the city, and he's he can tell. Like a lot about people. Like he smells the hobo and he's sick or something. And so there's like, he's like, I won't drink his blood. And, you know, he knows exactly what everybody smells mm-hmm. like. But the minute he meets Aaron, his nose dies and he can't smell That's anyone anymore. Right. All the other vampires can keep smelling people, like, and tell him, like, what is around. And he's like, I can't identify is, any other human. I can only smell sense. Aaron. His nose is broken. <laughs> and that just doesn't happen. No, that's original. Yeah. Usually they could smell everything from your boner to your arousal. Like, it's yeah. just from anything. But no, he can so. only smell Aaron and no one else. Yeah. So that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how he, like, they finally come to understand that this is real. Yeah. And it's not just, like, in his head. How it's ev- not just crazy. However, a flaw to this whole relationship is, is that he still, and I don't even know if he did in the end, probably it's one of the open parts of this book, he still hasn't told her what is happening between them. No. She doesn't know about vampires. No. She Well, a hobo told her about vampires. But she doesn't. <laughs> the, so a guy she was trying to help in the hospital because she works in the night overnight ER. emergency room. Mm-hmm. And so a guy came in and was telling her, didn't you see the vampire? And she's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now she's starting to think maybe, maybe. So she's investigating a couple of things, but she still yeah. doesn't really believe in vampires. And so she doesn't know anything. He doesn't tell her. He d- yeah, he doesn't tell her about the blood bond or what's going to happen. He hasn't bit her yet. Or explain to her that she's been bit by some other vampire. He yeah. So, like, he gets upset about it, but then he doesn't follow through. Right. <laughs> Where it's like, find out who's biting <laughs> the girl you're in love with. Yeah. So that's that's, I mean, that's important. That's a that's a flaw. You want to be honest and upfront about yeah. whatever intentions it is that you have or the feelings that you may have for somebody. They they tell each other they love each other within like right after having sex the first time, mm-hmm. the very first time. There's you know she's like I love you and he loves her too. But it's like but you don't even know he's a vampire. But I'm a, vam- but I'm a vampire or you're yeah you know something, yeah. so that I it's ups- you know yeah it happens. But I that's stuff that. I'm sad about because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like you need to know yeah. you and, don't understand and there are other parts like we suspect that there's this really mean doctor that is we think is probably the big antagonist spoilers but, yep so <laughs> we're not going to tell you about it or just yeah I mean you, you can read there, about it things start to get they start to investigate some mm-hmm. things towards the end. And yeah. so you don't know. You think you know where things are going, but you're not sure. Right. But I think he doesn't put enough faith in Aaron to react well. Like, I think the fact that she freaking found him covered in blood in a blood bank, eating blood, and didn't say word one about it proves they have some bigger bond going on. And mm-hmm. so if he just trusted her and told her the truth... I think she'd be scared at first, but obviously would work through it. She let him in his house, her house that she night. She took him home the first night. Like this crazy, weird dude is weird in the blood bank, and I'm guy. and then I'm just gonna bring him home. A red flag. I'd have called security. Like oh. it's just not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a normal thing. Like 
yeah, people breaking into hospitals is terrifying because they're usually drug seeking. <laughs> Drinking know? blood is another terrifying That's so thing. so scary. <laughs> I mean, I get the naked thing. You're in a hospital. You may end up naked. Whatever. Yeah. There's so, a lot of telltales. So I, and I feel like he could have, especially if he really does love her, like he says, then trust her, have faith in her that she's going to be able to take the thing you have to tell her and you can explain it yeah. to her. Is it going to be easy? No. Yeah, I was just going to say, the thing that I will give him is that he doesn't really know himself. No, he doesn't. So, Bill still then has a lot of Then also don't have a relationship until you True. <laughs> have worked through your 10-year captivity issues. Right. It's not exactly. a good time to be starting a new <laughs> romantic <laughs> entanglement when you're messed let's up. Let's work on some self-love. Um, <laughs> let's get so over anyway. your kidnapping and your abuse. And yeah. But at the end... I still think everyone should read this. It's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to know more, so I need to finish right. the series. Yeah. It's like exactly. six more books or something. <laughs> They're volumes. It's a lot. I think exactly. there's at least five that I saw, five volumes. Yeah. So. And we have a signed copy from Helen, so we're we super happy about that. So that's super cool. So <clears throat> should we do our kiss and tell? We should do our kiss and tell, and boy, is our faith going to be red. <laughs> well, yours in particular. Mine it's doesn't. mine turned red. Yeah. Always. Always. <laughs> so for our kiss and tell, we decided since there's lots of uh, blue balls happening <laughs> in this book, we can tie it into situations about either sexual frustration, the AKA blue balls, and what we do to, to satisfy that, what our, our remedy is for that, and, mm-hmm. and how we go about, you know, mm-hmm fixing that issue and when we do fix it issue what we're talking or what we're thinking about it inside mm-hmm. our brains and how all of that is happening when solo acts are happening <laughs> solo <laughs> that was dumb <laughs> sorry for both. <laughs> <laughs> so our kiss and tell is if you're in a situation where or in a relationship where you're just not quite there yet she this is for you you're just not <laughs> quite there yet yeah, with sex, whether it's uh, you guys aren't ready yet or you're just not there in a relationship or you're just not comfortable, what, whatever the reason. If there's a lot of heavy petting happening but n- the sex isn't happening but you're frustrated and you need to get off, mm-hmm. how do you do it? How does it happen? How do mm-hmm. you remedy that? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first or me? Rock, paper, scissors. This <laughs> pen, pen, my pen wins. Go first. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I feel like I can relate a lot to this. I mean, you're married and live with your husband. I do. <laughs> I am. there. <laughs> I don't see uh, my partner very often. We don't mm-hmm. get, you know, we both have separate lives. We both work multiple jobs and everything, and that's, that's fine. But there's a lot of times where I don't know. As much as I preach a lot of communication in the show, I don't think I'm very good at it myself. <laughs> so there'll be definitely weekends where we'll plan, we'll make a you know plan to get together and hang out or something, and I will assume that means he's going to like come over and stay over that night. Yeah. And then I find out later that no, he has something. He like he needs to go pick his kid up from somewhere in yeah. the middle of the evening, and I can't. He <laughs> goes away, and I'm like, oh man. So there's so many days where I have spent like Friday cleaning my room and cleaning the shower, like cleaning the bath, like Uh, making sure everything's clean and then showering and shaving and exfoliating and lotion and trimming and plucking and like the 15,000 things that women do when they're like, oh, I might get late today. (laughs) That's another page of my book I skipped. Well, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of us didn't. (laughs) And it's like, so it's a lot of work going into like what I'm assuming was going to happen like that weekend or, you know, either mm-hmm. that night or whatever, Friday or Saturday night. And then it doesn't. And I'm like, man, oh, God damn it. <laughs> and it's nobody's fault. <laughs> sure. And every time I start, I'm like, maybe if I don't do all of this work, it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> if I just don't put all the effort in. And also then I don't get my hopes up <laughs> sure. to be squashed. Right. But anyway. So this or is definitely squashed. <laughs> so I definitely related in this book. Mm-hmm. Not exactly; these are not the same scenarios. But sure. to just being like expecting that maybe he's going to spend the night this weekend, and then he doesn't for some reason. Right. So it's sad, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and then, then I get out my vibrator. Mm-hmm. 
I don't do what Erin does, though, which is she has this whole fantasy of Dante while she's pleasuring mm-hmm. herself mm-hmm. and is like, this is Dante. It's his hands and his mouth and all this stuff. And she's she's right there. And she really, like, talks it through for the mm-hmm. whole time until she's orgasmed and happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't do that. I don't yeah. have that, like scenario play out it's just it's it's just a physical release it's just like whatever the sensations are and then okay so you don't romanticize yourself i don't i'm just like okay well (laughs) there's there's like (laughs) there's a goal there's a goal here i am going all it requires is physical (laughs) stimulation and then it's oh you know success yay that is the point touchdown I just don't need that. I don't need the whole story plot. You don't need it or you don't know how to do it? Uh, Probably that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I could. No, I don't need it. So it doesn't. Or would you, do you think you're uncomfortable with that? Because you have mentioned before, like, for instance, like, porn is not your thing. No, it's not. But, like, these books are. And these books books do a really good job of getting things started. And, Mm -hmm. like, but then if I'm reading these books and I get to a place where I'm like, yeah, I want to get off now. I don't continue with the thoughts of the books, you know, I just, it's just mechanical for me. It's not, it's not, there's no brain engagement. It's just mechanical. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, no. I do picture you picturing Skittles though. Skittles? I don't know why. Because it's colorful. That, no, I don't picture Skittles when I masturbate. Well, (laughs) you should try (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. I don't know why I say things. Also, yeah. Well, I'll let you know if I ever attempt that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, Please. Because I'll tell you, a yeah. plethora of, like, crazy shit just mm-hmm. flies through my fucking head. For, mm-hmm. I mean, really at any point in time. I think I may slightly have ADD, which is not a bad thing. I just... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have a really good... um, I think that's probably why I have a hard time sometimes remembering these books that we've read. But Mm -hmm. I'm always playing some type of scenario in my head. I think these books are such a great escape for us into a different world Mm -hmm. that when it does come time for me to... And this isn't while I am with my husband, Mm -hmm. with Dan. It is when I'm doing a solo act. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm doing selfies, mm-hmm. when when selfies happens, when I go back into these books that we've read, so these men that we have been reading about, or even celebrities, or even the characters that I've made up in my own mind, mm-hmm. the short stories that I have been writing mm-hmm. myself, there's one or two characters that I'm completely in love with mm-hmm. that I, I would picture myself being with if I was a single woman. Mm-hmm. Escaping into these fantasies and, I think, self-relieving yourself from it, I think it's so... I think it's healthy if you're in a relationship and if you're not in a relationship because that is a good escapism mm-hmm. and it doesn't like you're not going to go out there and start cheating no or whatever you know like I'm in love with fictional characters well and the assumption that everybody's getting all of the release they need from just their partners is crazy like, yeah you know you oh, need either. to know yourself you need to express yourself and all of that yeah. is Perfectly healthy and normal. And we are both working parents. We are yeah. parents. Well, to you you and Dan are both working yeah, parents. Yeah, that's what I mean. Dan, I just want to clarify. <laughs> not you. Not me. I'm not. <laughs> Although my parents or my kids have accidentally called you mom before. They sometimes. And call me Kalina. They get <laughs> So as busy, as a busy working couple, we don't always get into that. And it's a, it's a normal thing. We've been married for almost 16 years. That's mm-hmm. a lot, you know. A lot of time. And so I know he takes care of himself. I don't care. I don't get jealous. In fact, I draw lips on my hands and pretend like it's someone else for him. Like, it's just we have fun. Yeah. And for myself, too. While I don't, I am not comfortable, I think, doing it with him knowing while I tell a whole podcast about it. Um, (laughs) And Johnny sitting in the corner. Um, (laughs) um, I, I do like to, I, I do like it to be more intimate and more private, and I do think about these books. And sometimes I will watch a video, but most of the time I am escaping into the the worlds that you and I have been reading, mm-hmm. or the world that I have just got finished creating in mm-hmm. my brain. Mm-hmm. And it could get weird. It gets weird. <laughs> There's lots going on in here. Um, I think in the end, like you said, it could be it, it's it's you know self satisfaction. Mine 
do take some time. I do romanticize myself. No. I'm not a <laughs> romantic person. I'm very clumsy. I spit shit out of my mouth all the time. Like, I'm just, I'm not very tactful with words sometimes. Mm-hmm. It just comes out and I apologize because I just I, I can't, I'm trying really hard to control it. But a lot of the, the sensations and the thoughts that are going in my head are very uh, to me they're very beautiful mm-hmm. because they're all, it's very loving mm-hmm. a lot of it, whether it's like really hot and like vigorous sexual acts happening in my head it's all consensual, it's all very it's all very loving, it's all very neat mm-hmm. in a sense, but it's a uh, it gets me off. Well, that's all. Like, that's what you need. <laughs> you know, I do have to say, though, that when we went to Shameless, when we went to the Shameless Book Con, uh-huh. Lilo, Lilo, <laughs> not Lilo, Lilo, the Lilo? vibrator company, L-E-L-O, I think, Lilo, Lilo, was there, and I bought a new vibrator from them, Yeah, and it's uh, wireless, I don't even remember what it is, it was black and, like, pink gold, it's the cutest thing, it was so pretty. And I don't know how to use it. <laughs> oh, no. That is upsetting. I don't know how to use it. It's curved in a way that it doesn't quite fit my body. Oh. And I think I just need to either watch videos or contact them or something. Because I, I know that it can be great. And this is all, mecha- it's not mechanical. It's all user, op- error. Uh, user error. It's all operator. Yeah, error. well, I mean, there's so many options now. Yeah. And not all of them are going to be good for everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. I I was excited about it, and I'm less excited about it since I don't really know how to use it. But I'm gonna experiment a little bit more. Just figure that yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> that and my little fox tail, which I love. So that'll be that'll well, be yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. So there's um, there's that. Yeah. Well. Do you ever think about Dan? I think about Dan when it's with Dan. When it's with no, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Obviously, when you're having sex with Dan. Or, like, you know, what color the ceiling is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I knew that. Um, yeah. <laughs> there are times where, like, if it's been a dry spell for the both of us, mm-hmm. and we're just too busy or we just haven't had mm-hmm. it or for whatever reason, sometimes there'll be days where he's just like, take out your toy. I'm like, no, I don't want to take out my toy. You're who I want to be with. I don't want to mm-hmm. be with my toy right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, but do you think about, so if it's been a dry spell, you might think about Dan while you're masturbating. Sure. Okay. Because yeah. that's kind of what... <laughs> sure, sure. No, yeah, he doesn't like saying, that word, honey. That's not what I mean. He's never going to listen to this, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, not unless you make it. <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, there, there'll be times where I do. I don't think about other people or characters when it's with him. Yeah. But if it's with myself, then I get to further indulge in my fantasies. Oh, yeah. Which I live in a lot. I, I'm not yeah. judging it. I was just oh, interested yeah, no, no, no. because no, she does... Not. She uses Dante as mm-hmm. her... Mm-hmm. Um, but also, fantasy. she's never had Dante. No, she's and never, she keeps yeah. getting almost Dante and then not getting Dante. So yeah. I was just wondering if it's like she sure. just goes like, "Okay, fine, he left, but I can right. pretend right. like he didn't." Right. So like I just I've never had Dante. I've never had no. Charming. I've never had no. Maddox. I've never, you know what I mean. So like mm-hmm. for them, it's for me, it's different because it's with them. Mm-hmm. That's not. They're not real. No, they are all characters. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> So that kind of goes into our fun fuck fact. We have, throughout this episode, we have frequently mentioned blue balls. We've <laughs> used the term <laughs> and thrown it around a lot. Well, this article for today's fun fuck fact is, is blue balls a real condition? And this article is from Medical News Today, and it's written by Beth Sessions. So first off, just quick, blue balls is the slang term for... Epididymal hypertension. <laughs> Epididymal. No, you have to say it again. Epididymal. <laughs> I want to name my next bunny that. Epididymal hypertension. <laughs> and it refers to aching or painful <clears throat> testicles, which some people may experience after sexual arousal that does not result in an orgasm. Mm-hmm. So, basically, this article defines it, talks about kind of the causes of it, says yes... It is a real thing. It is not a dangerous thing where some men may lead you to believe (laughs) that they will die. I need to get off now. Yeah, it's not. It's not dangerous. Discomfort will subside as soon as the erection has passed and blood flow returns to normal. You do not need a partner to relieve you. You can do it yourself. That's right. Here's fun. Fun fuck fact. Females can experience it. It is Mm. called vasocongestion 
which is blue vulva. <laughs> blue vulva? <laughs> blue yes. vulva. Yes. When blood flow to female genitals increase without, with sexual arousal, mm. it may cause feelings of aching or heaviness around the clitoris and vulva. This feeling will pass when blood flow returns to normal, either after orgasm or when arousal subsides. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. Also, they don't actually turn blue. <laughs> <laughs> they may take on a faint bluish hue due to increased volume of blood. Sure. But they don't fully turn blue. <laughs> but yeah, no, those are fun myths about blue balls or wow. like facts about blue balls. So yeah, blue vulva is the thing. We should have been using that term the whole fucking episode instead of blue balls. That's the funnest thing. <laughs> I that's probably one of my favorite fun facts. <laughs> I I love that. Yeah. Wow. I will continue to say blue balls because it's fun and it's like well, Sailor doesn't have balls. Well, you know exactly. Either, blue vulva. It's a thing. Vulva. Yeah. So, like this book where you keep getting taken right up to arousal well, point and then never yeah. given any release until the very oh. end. <laughs> yes. I love that. kind of like scrunchy feeling in oh, your... Oh, yeah. Where you're like... Well, you get it when you read these books. When oh, you absolutely. Go, when you every the, time. I mean, every single time those moments happened between Dante and Aaron in these books that happened. You get the throbbing and you could feel yourself expanding. Well, it gets ready. And it, it like gets, prepares. Your vulva prepares for sex because it's like, oh, maybe I'm going to have sex. And you're like, no, no, we're not. We're sitting at work. We have five more hours here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he runs out and says, what the hell is that after looking at your oh vagina? And then you're just like... Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, rating. Oh, we have to rate it. Yep. <laughs> of course. Someday we will know. All okay. right. So our dirty pleasure rating. What would you give this book? I would. I think I would give it a seven eight. Okay. Because <laughs> we have. <laughs> It's funny. One of our ratings is blue balls, but this book doesn't deserve that. No, no, no. It does no. satisfy a, at the end. Yes, it's not. A thing. <laughs> and there's something. I think it's like yeah, oh, a sorry. seven eight. I'd say because yeah. it's. I like the writing. I like how tense she keeps us throughout mm-hmm. the book with like not giving us too much right away. Like dragging out, like telling us what's happening slowly as they as the characters yeah. kind of explore it. Like it's really character driven as opposed to you know here's a plot and I'm going to shoehorn it into the book. It's very mm-hmm. like the characters are kind of crafting their own path. You know Dante's not figuring shit out. Well, that's on Dante. <laughs> Because he's not trying yeah. <laughs> until the end or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good seven. Like, I like the writing, and I like the explicitness of the sex scenes. And also just all those pre-sex scenes yeah. that get you uh, aroused throughout the book, I think, are really well done and play into mm-hmm. the overall plot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think something that we haven't explained is that this goes to ten. We don't always oh. explain that. So the whole rating system. <laughs> Our whole rating system. So one to ten. From system. one to ten yes. system, obviously one bad and ten good. So I would agree. I think I would. I could give this an overall eight, mm-hmm. story wise and sex wise. Mm-hmm. Um, the sexiness of it. I think it was written very well. She wasn't explicit in describing her environment, which I appreciate. She gave us, or even like I mean, really she gave all us of her New characters. Orleans and yeah, she gave us the main stuff. Yeah, and she know? gave us the pinpoints of what each character looked like. But I get to create the rest of them, which mm-hmm. is great. Which is something that I love to do. Mm-hmm. Whether it's me creating someone way completely new or a celebrity, which I normally do. Yeah. Um, and in th- in this instance, I really did get to create my own characters mm-hmm. that didn't already have a face. Yeah, I think I can give this an eight. This was um enough to make me want to go back and that hasn't happened for all of our books so yeah highly recommended i think anybody who wants to read about this it was enough to it was like we complained in the past about leaving things way too open there was a difference in how she wrote these parts of the story there wasn't too much going on that we just got lost Mm -hmm. in so much plot and everything she does have an agenda there's stuff that's open-ended but it's very narrow and specific yep it's mm-hmm. not like everything. Right. You know. And the characters are well fleshed and Yeah. So it's good. And yeah, they're they're like whole people. They are. They aren't one dimensional. Like Dante is like we keep saying, is messed up and you know, he makes decisions in that state of being mm-hmm. 
you know, not right. Yeah. Not all characters are built that way. Sometimes characters no. are just very, well, they can be one-dimensional where it's just like, this is mm-hmm. person is like this. And yeah, then they just behave the same. It's really easy to understand their behavior because it's like, right. whereas like, you don't know what Dante's going to do next. Because <laughs> he's coming from a place of like There's fear of and morbid and moroseness happening mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. That he And that's real. That mm-hmm. feels realistic. Yeah. Okay. So. Next, we're going to be reading, the, we're finally getting back to the second book in the um, Honey Badger series by Shelley Lawrenston called In a Badger Way and narrated by Charlotte Kane. Mm-hmm. So it's book two and it's, uh, we're really excited because you know how much I loved <laughs> those books, that first book. I really, those sisters, the Honey Badger sisters and the bears were just one of my favorite things. So, And I'm going to listen to this one not sick and not tired so that I can get the full version of it and it is between it's between stevie and the panda bear so yeah that's so pretty we're exciting. excited <laughs> in the meantime please reach out uh, follow us on all of the social medias instagram twitter facebook shh, dirty books that's shh with three h's and gmail you can email us and we'll maybe read it we're not good at that <laughs> i'm good at that okay <laughs> somebody's good at reading our email <laughs> i will do that i'm but not that good at social media i actually delete both <laughs> which That's i did true. but uh yeah that is also dirtybooks at gmail.com and uh you can find us on our website at dirtybooks.com and anywhere you would find podcasts look for us so this is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And Johnny is in the corner again. And <laughs> we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylet. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. We'd like to thank Jim Townsend for that sexy music and amazing introduction. 